Welcome to the After Dark Podcast, the podcast in which Anthony leads his unknowing friend Conrad by the hand through TV shows. Will Conrad like them? Will Conrad hate them? Will Conrad predict what's going to happen, or will he be lost in the dark? Find out now, only on the After Dark Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the After Dark Podcast. I'm Anthony James, and that's Conrad. Hello. Well, Conrad. What type of skin would you like? Um, I'd like a a kind of pastier skin to match that of my own. Um, you want to wear a, you want to wear a skin clothes, some skin clothes, so it looks like you're naked, but you're not. Yes, absolutely. That's what I, I want to be like. Giant Gonzalez at WrestleMania Nine, where I essentially wear a skin suit uh, to hide my own shame. Okay, that's what I want out of this. Right. Okay. So. Uh, if you saw the episode, you know exactly what we're talking about. We'll get to that in the breakdown. If you didn't, I'm not a psychopath. Yeah. There is a reason we're talking about skin suits. Yeah. So basically, um, I told Conrad last episode that this this particular... Um, like last episode, there was a lot of crazy stuff happening, let's be honest. The octopus mm. being one of them. This yes. one, I was like, well, wait to see the next episode because there's some really crazy stuff going on in the next episode. Uh, which basically from start to finish is just... I don't want to say action. It's not really action, but it's just like stuff in this episode yeah. again. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I, we'll, we'll we'll get into it when we get into it. But I, I, I'd like. I feel like I should say this now. My 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 partner and I we tend to watch these shows together. She checked out of the OA after I think it was about three episodes of season one. She did, she wasn't really into it. Um, she watched the whole of I Dark have, though. That kept her. Yeah. Watched, she watched the whole of Dark. Yeah. She, and she she's frequently talked about wanting to go back to Dark. Um, but um, I've been kind of keeping her abreast of what is happening in the OA. And the last couple of episodes where I've been like, yep, there's a giant. Uh, psychic octopus that showed up, and uh, there's like a bunch of talking trees in this episode. <laughs> like, and she's like, "What has gone on in this show <laughs> since?" Like, when she stopped watching, it was about it was about Prairie talking with a group of friends, essentially going through group therapy yeah. um, about kidnapping, and now there are psychic octopuses and talking trees. So it's hard. I will. I, I this show is weird for. I feel like there's no way of prepping people for what's to come without just completely spoiling it. Well, I, I and I said to you when you told me that you your partner like checking out of it, and I said, "Jeez, she's got to have more faith." See next, see the next show we watch, more faith in me because I would, <laughs> yeah. I would not choose a show that doesn't go mental eventually. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's 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 starting to get a little a little heated in here. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I will say actually, just to, sort of to break from tradition of the podcast, I think I think I want to do this. And Connor, let me know. You can tell me no, and the fa- okay. uh, the, the, the the listeners' podcast can tell me no too. But I might do a little bit of it this episode. We're getting to the point now where we're in sort of the end game of this this season. We've got three episodes to go after the one we're talking about now. It's very obvious to us all, to us both and to everyone who's listening. That some things are not going to get answered. <laughs> yeah, okay? I'm feeling, I'm getting a sense of that. So the the point I want to make is, I maybe will start giving you some of my ideas about things that I think's going on, about things that I think it's pretty obvious aren't going to be answered. Like, let's be honest, not there's the, the big questions are not going to be answered. This is a season two yeah. of what they wanted to be five seasons. So I'm going to maybe start. Not not doing a full on. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna. I'm not you know just tell you. Oh no, you're wrong because this happens in two episodes time. But I'm gonna try. Like if something comes up that I think is not a spoilery thing, and I think it's quite an obvious thing that won't be answered, I might start giving my opinion of what I think. And the reason why the reason why I say that is because I think it's very strange to go through a see uh, a show that I love so much, go through it episode by episode, and then 
uh, have something that I could have said because it's not a spoiler, <laughs> and then like be at the end of it and think, well, I've literally got all of these ideas about the show in my head now, and we can't we can't go <laughs> yeah, through we- the show again. <laughs> yeah, I I think um, I, I guess we'll let the let the listeners have the deciding vote. But personally, I I, I don't see a problem with that. I think. We just have like it's the reality of what we're watching that we always knew getting into this there was going to come a point where the theory kind of matrix point scoring would have to take some a little bit of a backseat to just discussing yeah. what might come next because there's so many theories. I mean, I, I I'm I'm of a mind that I think about fifty percent of the theories that I've created in the last two episodes probably won't probably won't be be even even remotely close to being concluded mm-hmm. so it'd be a shame to miss out on the discussion that could be had for the purposes of maintaining the facade that the theory matrix is important yeah and like you might listen to this episode and not notice me saying anything extra or out of turn you might notice it and want to break your computer but i will say that i'll sort of do a little bit of what i'm talking about in this episode and if you think i was okay in this episode let us know in the comments if you think i should stop that let us know in the comments, and then I'll make my decision accordingly. Anyway, that's a lot said. Make sure you subscribe to the Culture Cave on YouTube if you haven't already. Make sure you subscribe on audio apps if that's how you like to listen to your podcasts. Give us a five-star review there. It would mean a lot. And a like on YouTube. If you want to send Conrad a question, you can either put it underneath this video, or you can send us an email at adpodmail at gmail.com. Um, if you want to support the podcast, you can either give us a tip, link in the description, or you could also uh, buy a t-shirt. Uh, Livia has just bought a t-shirt and she posted her t-shirt that arrived in the Discord group. Thank you, Livia. Oh, amazing. It, yeah, it's great. I, the, I, I can't get over the quality of the t-shirt, to be honest with you. I am thinking about a, a new design because we get free... Like, to be honest with you, like a little peek behind the curtain, as Conrad likes to say, we get five free designs uh, on Redbubble before we have to start paying to put up designs. So, I, mm. you know, I've got an artist for a wife. I, I, I might uh, start thinking of other designs. And then we could have like a little little series of five stuff stuff there. Um, I've always thought always thought of the uh, jackpot uh, Bartos. Maybe we'll do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Right. Okay, guys. Thanks very much. And we'll get into it now. The breakdown, Conrad. Let's do it. I almost saluted again. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, let's break it down. So the episode opens with a bearded Homer walking yeah. up a road to a little cottage. All very normal. Um, he's got a bundle of uh, sticks on his back. Um, and he locks the door. Uh, an elderly woman opens the door and says, "We've got skins of many types, uh, many shades." Yeah. Uh, and he goes, he goes in and finds one. Yeah, I saw. So I'd like first thing to say that I didn't interpret. I have skin to be realized quite as literally <laughs> as as it was. I thought maybe oh, like animal skins, uh, which in a sense I guess they are animal skins, mm-hmm. um, but uh, of the deadliest animal, uh, <laughs> that being man. <laughs> It, this, yeah. So I didn't see, I didn't see this opening coming. Really, uh, like Homer turning up looking like goddamn Tom Hanks in Castaway um, in England, by the looks mm-hmm. of thing, or, or, or based on uh, what is kind of revealed during the dialogue with this with this elderly woman, um, and then um, it gets very, it gets very. I'm not gonna say abstract because it's still all very rooted mm. in reality, but the behaviour. And what he's required to do um, becomes very odd. Um, so you know, like the kind of he's trying. He, he's clearly trying to find Prairie's skin yeah. in this dream, um, and um, you know has to start sniffing and licking. Yeah, a, a woman's back. A, I woman, think. a woman's back. I, I, I'm really interested to know, uh, like the way they filmed that. Like, are they actually? I, I don't like put it this way. I don't think they made 
like these fake things. I think no, they looked very real. I think to there's me. people in there, like mm. and they're just like see, like they're wearing like a blue hat or something, uh, to like you know get them out of there. But I think it actually it's it's like it's almost like implying they're alive too because if you notice when he goes up the prairie, she's like, well, I assume it's prairie's back. Um, she's sweating. Um, yes, yeah, that, I I think I mean. I don't take this scene literally. Uh, to me, this reads as a dream sequence for the the San Francisco Homer in which uh, the um, original world Homer is his consciousness is trying to force his way out um, by influencing what San Francisco Homer is dreaming about. Um, in this case, you know, kind of in a in a roundabout way, implying that Prairie is very important to his ability to. I don't know. Carry on existing, I guess, mm-hmm. um, and and obviously this 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 idea of a trade, um, I feel like is probably foreshadowing something. You know, Homer will have to give up something in order to pursue um, pursue uh, Prairie. Maybe it's his career. Maybe it's something else. Mm. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I interpreted this as 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 a a dream sequence that's kind of laden with metaphor, but nothing in it. It's it's hard with with the OA because sometimes weird stuff happens. In fact, yeah. weird stuff happens in this episode where I'm like, oh, that is literally happening, even though it's really weird. Whereas this, I think, I don't think this is literally happening. I think it's just a dream that's kind of loaded with symbolism. Yeah, and that's how I read it too, to be honest with you, because he does wake up like the yeah Homer Homer wakes up in the next scene, so it's it's obviously a dream. I think that it implies that he he did see what we saw in the dream, and and mm. I don't think it's ever. Like the show has never gone into someone traveling to another universe or going into an NDE-like state while dreaming. This is just yeah. a dream, uh, and it is, I think, as you say, Prairie coming to the surface of his mind with this other Homer within him. Mm. Yeah, I, th- I, I think, yeah, that's definitely my reading too. Okay, so he wakes up. Um, was there any notes you had on the scene where he wakes up? I can't remember if there was anything um, particular. I no, I didn't. I didn't take any particular notes. I think. Um, we we follow Homer throughout this episode as he as he's kind of just like wandering around um, the hospital and yeah. kind of the the time lapse is a bit odd because I I get the sense that and I think that's deliberate throughout this episode because what what Homer is doing throughout this episode must have taken him half an hour mm-hmm. but like what Kareem and um, and the OA are doing must have t- feels like it took them a long time and um, and and also what what uh, what happened Aludi are doing uh, feels like it took longer as well so um, but but I didn't take any particular notes for for when he uh, for when he wakes up here because I don't think he does anything particularly important yeah uh, yeah fair enough uh, well about um, Kareem and Prairie actually in the house well we know that uh, time seems not to pass the same way there Based, yes. based on another character we meet down the road. Um, okay, mm. so the coffin-shaped tunnel. Uh, here it is. Yes. Someone said in the comments um, that they uh, when, that there must be a Conrad as well, that they thought the, the, the coffin-shaped tunnel was going to be like the hole next to where Michelle was sleeping. Um, it didn't turn out to be, although that, that place does come back later on in this episode. Yes, um, yes. And so this this is the coffin-shaped thing. It's, it's interesting because it's kind of like, it was kind of coffin-shaped vertically and then it slowly 
it was kind of like Willy Wonka, I thought. It's like slowly got smaller as you go up. It's like a... Yeah, yeah. It's like when uh, in the Simpsons they built, built, rebuild Ned Flanders' house after it's destroyed, <laughs> and they and they fuck up the main corridor, and it yeah. just starts shrinking and shrinking, and then they get to the end of it, and there's just a door with Barney's eye in it. He's like, "Come on in, it's your master bedroom." <laughs> uh, <Yeah. laughs> like, um, I think it's uh, Barney. It's been a while since I've seen that one, um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a great. Um, there's a lot of. I've said this a number of times about this particular season of the OA, um, and I think it bears repeating again. They have really found Brit, Brit Marling and um, and I can't remember the name of Zal, but the other person. Glitch. Yeah, that's right. Um, Zal. Zal. Um, so they have really found a way to um, uh, kind of crank up the tension in a lot of the scenes, particularly involving this house, but just in general, to be honest, mm-hmm. um, in a way that I don't think they really managed or, or perhaps weren't interested in doing in the first uh, the first season. And we see that again here. So I, I found myself being like very concerned for these two characters' safety, particularly Kareem, as, mm-hmm. it, as it goes on. Um, and also, um, you know, tense, like on the edge of my seat. And it starts with this, this you know, claustrophobic uh, journey through through this this tunnel shaped like a coffin. And then they come up against the um, the grate um, next to the well. Mm-hmm. And 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 Kareem kind of looks beyond the grate, and you see like the the tunnel continuing. And I love the way that it's um, it, it's kind of like this red tunnel. And I, and to me that I interpreted that as it, it feels very like arterial, like they are mm. moving through the anatomy of some enormous creature that yeah. they don't don't understand um and i guess maybe in some senses they are like that 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 sort of sense of mystery of what this method of traversal actually is is kind of up in the air um by the end of this but it's and and, you know where does the water come from as well (laughs) that's that's another thing yeah like i i kind of also view it like the the arterial and like moving through the passages of someone's blood and so that sounds that's that sounds really cool to me it's actually very similar to what i pictured as well like they talk about when you get to the rose window like you talk they talk about the idea of um i don't know being exposed to something or some people can some people can handle it some people and no one has been able to really handle it yet that's sort of what they talk Mm -hmm. about later on in pierre ruskin's tapes so my idea is I'm sort of viewing this is maybe too sort of wide of a concept, but I'm sort of viewing them as like sperm going into the because uh, the shot whenever they go um, into the tunnel for the first, it really does it, it looks a bit like they're trying to pull the idea of of female genitalia to me. And look when they, when they go in, it's like they're like little sperm going through the the tubes, and then like the idea is like they're trying to get to the to the enlightenment, they're trying to get to the egg you know to yeah like i think there's definitely something to that yeah 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 so it's basically the same thing as you say like i got i got the exact same feeling of like moving through passages of someone's body yeah that's that's yeah that's i think it's just it, it, it yeah i think it just because it's it whichever kind of metaphor you draw on i think it just speaks to me of like there is a there is a natural element to this here like yeah. it feels like a like a nervous system or a, or a circulatory system um or, or you know reproductive system or, or something with kind of natural curves and and i, I think that's very deliberate mm-hmm. in the production design of the tunnel the tunnel must have existed already they must have just found the tunnel but you know it's curved edges very very natural looking um and as you say this this kind of progress towards something at the heart of it um it just laces the entire episode with more questions, basically about how how can something like this exist naturally, um, and yeah, we'll see, we'll see if we get an answer to that. Yeah, well, also, but I, I, you saying that they found it, I, I, I don't know. It's very easy for them just to build this on a set, like you know, it's 
they they built I guess they built so, the yeah. tunnel in dark, so they could build this as well. Um, yeah, movie that's magic, true. Conrad. They're fooling you. They're fooling you. Yeah, they have. They've got me. They've got me. Like. <laughs> Like hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. Uh, all right. So prairie, like the water starts rising. Um, yep. Classic, classic. The water rises with the with the great above, and uh, yep. prairie's sort of reminded of her time as a child uh, when she was Nina. Uh, well, yes. Technically, she still is Nina, but yeah, she was drowning. Remember, and that's sort of the first ND that she had. Um, yeah. What did you think of that symbolism? Is there anything in particular you had there, or just her remembering? Um. I said remembering there. Just her remembering. Membering. That's a different thing. Um, <laughs> I'll say no more about that. I don't know, really. Like, I, I, it's clearly there deliberately. I, I guess it's maybe it's just supposed to kind of give a sense of vulnerability to 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 Prairie that she's being put back in mind of her earliest, most traumatic experience um, by by this process of of traversing the house. Um, I don't know if I really drew any other conclusions from that. There, there may well be some deeper symbolism that I've missed there, though. Okay, awesome. I, I, I'm, I'm sort of smiling at myself there because that reminded me of like the sort of questions I asked you in Dark. Like whenever I ask on this podcast, whenever I ask you a question, even I know how how innocent the question may be, it's always funny to me because you, in your mind, you're probably thinking, "Hang on, did I miss uh, an important detail?" Which, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Which just would like, lead to a theory there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of the time, it's just it's just me wanting to ask you like, "What? Why you think it's there?" Um, <laughs> although sometimes I will lead you down a road, as we know. So they yeah, they get yeah. into a room eventually with the well in mm. like the well in the middle, and there's a little there's a little window up at the top, and they, they they're sort of wondering how to get out. And I said to Connor before we started uh, recording here. I've got a lot of images and a lot of uh, like sort of parts of the episode to show you, but a lot of it is just solving puzzles, and a lot of it is just going to be us saying. So they did this, and then they got to the next part, and they did, you know. Yeah. So they they found and me talking about atmosphere, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically, because that's what ninety percent of Kareem and Oa's uh, or Prairie's uh, the arc is in this episode. Yeah, exactly. So they they actually do find the little staircase, uh, mm. climb up the side uh, of the staircase. And get through. <clears throat> yeah, so it's um, any time a character is alone or not alone, but isolated in a dark room with a single light, and they're kind of whipping it around to try and find something. In my mind, I am always returned to the movie The Descent, um, where they're kind of doing the same thing. It's actually with night vision goggles, but it's a similar kind of thing. And they whip around and eventually see one of the monsters in The Descent. And it's like ah fuck. <laughs> um, and so like. I guess the descent has stayed with me in that respect because I was watching this. I was like, "Fuck, what are they gonna I, like suddenly see yeah, um, yeah, yeah. when they whip this light around?" And I was very, very tense for the entire time. As it turns out, it was a bit of a, um, a bit of a fake out because they are just kind of whipping the light around and then eventually find their way, as you say, up this up this staircase. Um, but again, uh, the, the the use of negative space mm-hmm. in this episode, this like darkness yeah. all around them to to build that tension, um, and also the way particularly this this scene in the in the basement or wherever it is uh, the way it's shot uh, and the way they use sound designs with like the hissing in the background mm-hmm. um and and the, the the shots of them it actually does carry on once they go up but mm-hmm. they're shot from a distance as if they're being watched by something um which just made it very spooky i was very very into it yeah and the sound design of the show is incredible like every few days it seems that someone posts something on the oasis subreddit of like did you hear this and they play a certain part of the sound from season one or season two and it's like a tiny little thing and you could hear something in the sound design it's like what 
the hell? Like they're actually putting yeah. stuff in. So yeah, really, really great. So eventually they realize they by they go walk around the house for a while. They get up in like so they get up into like sort of the entranceway. They walk around the house for a while, <laughs> not really realizing where, what what to do. Eventually they mm. realize that the floor is a puzzle. Um mm. and they have to put the puzzle together. It looks kinda of like a fingerprint, the puzzle. So I thought it looked like the concentric circles of a tree to me. It does, um, yeah, yeah. Which comes back later in the episode, but it does also. I think it, it like there is, there are definitely similarities, um, both literally uh, and and I guess kind of more. Um, I don't know what word I'm looking for here, but the, the the between like what what the the rings of a tree indicate and what a fingerprint indicates, yeah, it's kind yeah, of like yeah, yeah. if you wanted to get like um, to get into the symbolism of it, it's like the identity of those two creatures. Yeah. Um, if you wanted to explore the metaphor, um, but yeah, I loved it. I, I love the. Um, the the um so we get like before this we get a couple of scenes i don't know if you want to go back to them of we can, um yeah. like homer <clears throat> excuse me homer is investigating um hap stuff in um uh because he finds rachel stuff is still in her room does does a bit of his investigation i think this happens like just after they discover the puzzle but before they solve the puzzle oh okay yeah you're right so i tell you well so the discovery of the puzzle then if we go we'll go in chronological order so that <laughs> like yeah, I I didn't at that point clock that it looks like um that it looked like you know a tree. Um, yeah, it's just like, like scratches that. on the side or something. Like it didn't look too like like much when they're by themselves. Yeah, but I love the I, I do love the sound design. And again, we see some shots when they're on this this uh, kind of fo- when they're in this foyer uh, with the puzzle at their feet. You see like shots of and had, again, it's really deliberate. Like there are shots of them through a glass. Uh, paint door, yes, yes, yes. Um, like something, and they, and the camera is moving, so it's like something's watching them here, um, and it just never, it never comes to anything, uh, which I don't mind, but it, it's just like it, when it got to the end of the episode, I was like, you fuckers, like there was nothing <laughs> there. You're just doing that to be to make things tense, um, and they did, they did a good job of it. Yeah, I will also say that that puzzle looks like a fucking nightmare. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they solve it so confidently. I was like, I, I did a puzzle, not. Uh, I actually it was quite a long time ago that lockdown has has warped my sense of time. But it, like, I did a puzzle probably about eight months ago, and it was only like a, I don't know, probably like a couple of thousand pieces or something. And it was it was you know a photograph that had been turned into a puzzle. It took us two days to do the <laughs> to do the puzzle. Like this, I don't like. They're just like, oh yeah, of course. Like we'll just yeah. slot this here and slot this yeah, here. They didn't even start with the edges. <laughs> yeah, it's so stupid. I know. Well, the edges. Yeah, some of the edges were already done for them. Like, I mean, it was partially done. That's what I want to yeah. know. Like the characters who who've went through this before. Like, does the puzzle just like does the, does the house shake and throw the puzzle everywhere again? Like, if it's already yeah, it's, solved, it's like an etch a sketch. Yeah, it's like an etch a sketch. Yeah. Uh, all right. Okay. Cool. So Homer discovers uh, the Rachel box. Um, mm. So yeah, uh, I can't tell me what you think of this. Like, he first discovers it, and then he actually goes uh, and wants to go to Hap's office because he goes because he basically is gonna gonna go and uh, phone. The uh, he says it by the left by tablet. The there. hospital. Yeah, he wants yeah. to phone the hospital to find out where Rachel is. Um, yeah. So, what do you think of this plan? So, I think, um, I think broadly, it's it's just telling us that Homer is asking questions that he wouldn't have previously asked. Yeah. Um, you know, just this this continued development of his character in someone who is skeptical of um of Hap. Um, and Rachel is just kind of Rachel's disappearance or, or or moving away, I guess, as he as he sees it, um, has facilitated that. I think when he actually 
like he ha- he has a, a nice conversation with the with the the nurse lady. Yeah, it's <laughs> just like I I can't remember what she actually said. she said she forgot to do something. I can't remember what it was. I think it was tidy like tidy Rachel's clothes away or something. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Rachel's Rachel's box of stuff that was actually on her bed still. Yeah. Yeah, but um, but yeah, it's nice to nice to see the 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 lady from um from the Florida Project getting lots of lines or a, a fair few lines in this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah, he he goes up to uh to Hap's office um and and fucking just blows the whole thing wide open with the old classic bumper bumper secret button on a desk and uh, <laughs> yeah. and and reveal reveal Hap's gun and secret stuff yep. compartment. Um. I would really put that in a locked safe, to be honest. I wouldn't put that in like a secret compartment in your desk. Quantum physics books as well. Um, yes, and, yeah. and he actually finds uh, he finds some tapes of Pierre Ruskin. I I think they're mini discs, which is outrageous yeah. to me that he's got mini discs. It's like it's like go to MP3 <laughs> or or stay with CDs. No one cares about mini discs. Tap. You are so out of touch. It's unreal. Tell that to the GameCube. Uh, but yeah. Um, so he's got mini discs. He's so he starts listening to the Pierre Ruskin stuff. Um, mm. We did skip over Elodie uh, and Hap there, you know, sort of getting yes. getting it on. But I think we'll just sort of come back to that later because I'm sure we could just talk about that all in one go. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a lot of stuff that I loved that entire. Well, I guess it's one scene. It's just split up in this in this. So we, yeah, I guess maybe we'll come back to that after we talk about them rumbling the uh homer rumbling the desk stuff because i've got stuff to say about, okay, okay, <laughs> about okay. homer uh, happen okay cool so uh, homer listens to the tapes and it's pierre ruskin talking and basically pierre ruskin tells the story of the house that we've kind of already heard before again um mm. but it's he it, it tells the story uh of the house and like they made it into a puzzle to make sure that only like the it, like to protect the 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 ground that it was built on, or like the yeah yeah. So um, basically, only um, only the the worthy can actually get to see what they yeah. see, and 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 the unworthy will just like you know be trapped forever. Yeah. So the, the I mean, so obviously at a very base level, that introduces a threat for Kareem and Prairie's characters yeah. because we now know the house could trap them forever. Um, but it's some some really kind of abstract and highfalutin words used here. You know, the idea of worthiness yeah. um, is hard to pass, and I I really enjoyed it. Um, but it's it's kind of dealing with um, a, a a kind of a morality or, a, or like an ethics code that we haven't really seen the show kind of talk about before yeah. so it does it kind of begs the question what what constitutes worthiness and unworthiness in this in this case um is it what we would perceive as you know like a hu- human uh, a, a commitment to to maintaining human ethics or is it something more is it uh the sort of mental aptitude to uh as, as you've said before to actually handle what the rose window will show you yeah um but yeah, I, I loved I loved that, and it reminded me a bit of um, the old dude at the end of uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade as well. well <laughs> like the, the, the old, the, yeah, yeah, the old like Cup of Christ guy, just like uh, oh well, I, I think it's oh what is it? It's it's like only the penitent man will pass at the beginning when the guys are getting their heads cut off and you have to kneel. I was expecting that to happen at some point, but <laughs> well, good. There were no rotate. It could. We haven't seen the whole thing yet. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> we haven't. We haven't seen by the end of this episode. We haven't seen Kareem dodging any like rotating saw blades. Uh, but who knows? Yeah, running away from a big boulder as well. Looking forward to that scene. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so they solve the puzzle. 
They've done well they do. there. Um, and, and upon reflection, looking at it again here, I think you're right, it is a tree, but it, it, it obviously it looks a bit like a fig, uh, fingerprint too, but I think it is a tree. Um, so mm. they, uh, they do that, and they get to go through to the next room. Now, interestingly, it goes and shows a shot of the outside of the house, mm. and the rose window is actually lit up red. Yeah, like the goddamn Amityville horror. It's like the, any external shots of a house with a single window glowing red means that house has a poltergeist. Um, <laughs> and uh, well, we'll see what happens. This house definitely seems haunted in in a in, a, in like the kind of traditional sense, but yeah. who who knows what's going on? And actually, frankly. as if as if the house had a brain or something, it actually um, separates. Uh, it separates uh, Kareem and Prairie yeah. and they have to go down different paths and Kareem goes into a room where all of the windows are bricked shut yeah and there's like the distant laughter of a woman uh, which is never a good sign when you're alone in a spooky house um, I mean I will say as well the house may have kind of nudged them in that direction but they don't do themselves any favours by clearly going up different sides of the yeah. uh, of the two sided staircase like nope I've seen enough horror movies to know that you're not going to see each other when you get to the top of the staircase, guys. Yeah. Um, but, you know, what, they, they, they panicked, they didn't keep a cool head, and unfortunately they're separated as a result. Yeah, exactly. Although, you know, it seems like it worked out pretty well for, for Prairie, it seems. Um, well, yeah, Prairie's fine. I'm, I'm worried about Kareem. Yeah, I'm worried about Kareem at this point. Uh, all right, so um, Homer's still on the phone. He finds out, uh, they're back, they've come back to him, that uh, Rachel actually isn't in the hospital. So she's not there at mm. all. Obviously, Homer's now starting to think, hmm, something's going on here. There's also, I mean, the impl- I was actually surprised that, that she they even had a record of her at the hospital because to me that implies that the corruption here goes beyond Hap um, to others in the, um, in the sort of medical professional, uh, medical profession who are prepared to propagate the lie. Um, mm. because there's no way they'd have a record of Rachel and an empty bed without someone there um, so, maintaining Someone who put it in the system for him, like, yeah. Yeah, so uh, it just it caught me a bit off guard because Hap always seems to be a bit of an outsider, I suppose, apart from, I've forgotten the name of his friend who ends up killing in the first season now. Um, Les? Len? The guy he bashes, he, he yeah, drowns him the... in formaldehyde. Oh, that guy, oh yeah, yeah. that Bruce, I don't know. Bruce, sure, we'll call him Bruce. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, um, but uh, yeah, so with the exception of that guy, he seems to have been very kind of closed off about what he's doing. Doesn't seem to allow others in. Obviously, makes sense because it's very illegal. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so th- this just implied a kind of wider corruption to me than mm-hmm. I was expecting. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think I was agree. Right. Okay. So let's go to Hap and Elodie now because yes. sort of the next thing that happens is Hap's getting a syringe ready for a. But they had, yep. they had a conversation in the bed before that. Off you go. Right, so... I mean, this is... So, I, I complained two episodes ago. Two episodes ago? One episode ago. Can't remember. But about um, the line where Hap uh, is preparing to burn Rachel's body. Mm. And he says, oh, this is Prairie's fault out loud yeah, to yeah, no yeah. one. And I was a bit like, ah, I don't believe that you'd say that in that situation. That feels like it's for the audience's benefit rather than for... Um, for something like something that you actually say and see, yeah, and and it, and it didn't feel like it was necessary. Now this is a good example of what uh, of of when they nail that kind of characterization of Hat because the way he describes his relationship with Prairie to Elodie mm-hmm. feels very true to the scene and the characters, and um 
and it's and it, once again it shows how fundamentally dishonest and um lacking in empathy he is like he kind of talks about her like a partner who um you know has been helping him mm-hmm. and uh, he, and he, and like he even he's a, he's such an interesting character hat because he acknowledges that it's not love um so he's capable he's not totally deluded he's capable of understanding that there is a obvious emotional block and tension between him and prairie and but yet he still talks about her as if she is a complicit um assistant uh to his work mm-hmm. which a she's the one doing all the fucking work here so like the <laughs> the absolute the absolute nerve on him to suggest that she's helping him right like it, yeah. it's just like get get the fuck out of here Hap. um and and then you know classic classic cap um What's what he can't have when Elodie, as soon as Elodie implies that she might be heading off, he's like, wait one second, love. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, I've yeah, got yeah. go, to go get my drug kit. Yeah. Um, I'm go freshen And I, I feel like this is, um, throughout this scene, I was like, okay, Elodie is, Elodie is playing Hap here. There's no way she's sticking around to get drugged. There's just absolutely no way. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see that as it goes on. But I, as soon as he was, uh, as soon as he was kind of threatening, or as soon as he he was uh, was shown him preparing to do this, I I, I started wondering where Hap's character was going to go from here. Um, because where, where the episode ends, I think he's not um, he's not in a great spot. But Hap also has a has a habit of weaseling his way out of these kind of things. So I'll be interested to see. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so um, back to the house, and Prairie is like sort of inspecting some wallpaper. She finds mm-hmm. that she can rip it and it opens up and she can go through, yes. go through that way. Um, so another bit of solving. At the same time, Kareem actually realizes that he can lift up the bed and go mm. through the stairs that way. Um, yes. More puzzle stuff. Anything to say about this puzzle stuff or can we just move it on? Characters are cool. They they solved it. Um, so, I mean, I, 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 what I'll probably do is I will just go through my thoughts for this first bit because yeah. I was kind of... I was almost like writing down a stream of consciousness as this was going on. Um, so the first thing that struck me um, was, in fact, actually, this might be afterwards. Did you want to go back to the 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 elderly making the phone call before we before we talk about the the, the rest of the Kareem and Noe stuff? Um, yes, actually, I actually yes, 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 yes. Let's so okay. Elderly cool. making the phone call. We'll do that first. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Because uh, like that. Yeah. I just realized that happens. I was about to yeah, that happens that. while Hap is in the bathroom. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. As soon, basically, as soon as Elodie uh, called the police before he drugs her, it's like, well, okay. So she knows what's about to happen here, mm-hmm. which implies all sorts of things about her character um, and what she knows about Hap. Um, in a way, I, I haven't knocked this off the, the theory matrix, but to me, this kind of confirmed um, my suspicion from the last episode that she is here to uh, not. Well, she's here to. I don't know if I would say she's here to hinder Hap, but she's definitely not here to help him. Um, and she definitely knows what's up with him as well. Um, okay. And I loved I loved the dramatic irony of this scene, like with, with him getting ready to drug her when she's already phoned the, <laughs> already phoned the police. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so, like, either way, yeah. she's okay. Because like, the, dr- the, 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 yeah, the drugs, yeah. are, the, the police, the, the ambulance is coming to help her with the drug, drug overdose or whatever. But I will, yeah. say, I will say, the way I read this... Um, and maybe like I can't remember if this is what I how I read it the first time I watched it, but it's definitely how I feel now. Um, when she says like she she like you know there's a woman in a comatose state, 
I you could view that as her seeing that you know what's going to happen next, and she's trying to get Hap in trouble. Mm. My mind went to she's so advanced in the traveling that she she's able to keep the person who's in who's originally in that body alive when she leaves it. Uh, and they and then mm. they said getting the ambulance to come and 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 like sort of resuscitate the woman after she leaves her body, yeah, almost in a way obviously not doesn't want to kill her, but also in a way that it sort of keeps that body open for her to come back to yeah, that's interesting actually i hadn't I hadn't really thought along those lines, but that definitely feels consistent with what we know about her character in that you know she's an experienced traveler, mm-hmm. and obviously as an experienced traveler, you don't want to just leave a, 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 a trail of destruction and dead bodies in your in your wake. Well, I think I think yeah, like it, it depends what you. I suppose the question of the brother is there. Like, is that someone traveling into them, or is that someone just getting hints? Like, so far we've seen people only traveling in. Like, when they actually have confirmation that they are traveling, only traveling into their their own self in another dimension. So therefore, <laughs> if Elodie was to just leave and then that that one die it sort of implies she wouldn't be able to come back to this dimension you know? yeah yeah i think i think that's uh that's a really astute observation actually that i hadn't hadn't thought about um so maybe that is just why she's doing it you know she's she's like right i'm off and um just wants to keep this keep this vessel alive yeah yeah yeah. i think that and i think that will also open the shop to some really cool stuff uh moving forward too mm. um okay so the puzzle 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 kareem gets into a room with a uh little miniature of the house um yes interesting yeah so again this is very like kind of spooky uh haunted house kind of territory here um so i've probably I, I'll, I'll go through my kind of broad stream of consciousness here because there's a lot of stuff that happens to both of these characters while this is going on so first off um it's going to be a technical note again but i, I feel it, it bears bears mentioning um i love the sort of confusing way that this is shot uh it shows that the kind of structure of the house that both uh, prairie and cream are traversing their way through doesn't actually make any sense yeah. you know they're, they're kind of they're going off in all different kinds of angles uh with the with like the directions they're moving from the screen it's designed to be disorienting yeah, i think yeah. and i loved it um so we find out obviously like from the pierre ruskin uh voiceover that um ascending through the puzzle will allow you to see beyond the rose window, whatever mm-hmm. that means. Um, I had a thought here. So they've mentioned the engineer and the medium. Obviously we see the portraits of them um, down in the foyer um, yeah. of the, of the house. I wonder if they are as dead as we think they are. I kind of had a suspicion through this that I'm like, I feel like we might meet them again. Not in, obviously the engineer's body dies here that pierre ruskin says that mm-hmm. that he he went into a coma having traversed the 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 rose window yeah, eventually and died yeah eventually died um but the implication was that he had left um his left his body behind because mm-hmm. he never returned to it um and and he also never mentions the medium dying um now obviously this was seems like it was i don't know if they actually say a date but it looks like for the port of paintings it was at least 100 years ago mm. uh probably a bit more than that um so you know, early 1900s, I think they said 1911 or something yeah. like that. So I wonder, I wonder whether they're going to turn up again. I'd, I'd love to, for them to turn up as kind of like people who've just been hanging out in the in the in the ether, so to speak, for hundreds of years. Um, and then we get, yeah, Prairie goes through the uh, the wallpaper um, and just heads out onto an enormous fucking tree. Yep. So <laughs> it's she's, just she's in a tree. <laughs> yep. 
So, um, you know, there's that visual link to the uh, to the roots, and I did write pun intended after that, um, <laughs> listeners, in my notes, uh, of the house where the sort of magnetic floor puzzle um, sits. And we get just this forest of trees, like a connected nervous system, um, which to me kind of just compounds this idea of like the endless possibilities of the multiverse, just this this endless interconnected web of of mm-hmm. things that you can travel to. And there I don't know if you want to go into it here or, or whether you but there is the tree when the trees start talking, there's a lot to there's a lot to discuss. Let's talk about it. Okay, so it's so hard to pass with this dialogue what is purely kind yes, of like it is. yeah exactly yeah exactly it's like a it's like a car is that the snake from the jungle book just, just like, your hands uh yeah just in me <laughs> yeah 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 um it's it's yeah it very much has that feel to it um i don't know i trust trees trust trees they seem like they're good folk yeah uh generally speaking i've seen uh the two towers the trees are pretty good in that tree being, um, yeah. so it's hard to pass what of this is just like kind of flowery again pun intended um, <laughs> language and what of it is actually kind of crucial to Prairie's plot development so first the wind is pulling you this idea that the wind has always been kind of trying to pull her towards this I guess this conclusion the fact that she is special and able to travel and the wind um, they didn't actually show the this point like in the little flashes of all the winds pulling her where I showed the little montage of all the spots it didn't actually show at the you know remember at the very end um of the of the first season uh the wind is a big part of that final uh, school shooting scene um as well like the wind something I noticed when I watched up we didn't really talk about it but the wind rustling in the trees is like it, it keeps coming back in that scene. Um, oh, okay, I didn't, I didn't, didn't notice that. That's yeah, that is interesting, and I bet that's laced throughout, yeah, throughout the show. Um, so I think to me, that feels like, I, I guess it's not metaphor, but this idea that the natural world is trying to pull Prairie towards the conclusion that she is currently heading towards, and has always been trying to pull her towards it. Um, so okay, uh, beyond the wind. We get this this indication that Hap, or presumably Hap, will make a powerful discovery. Um, I think they say the one who is trying to destroy you will make a powerful discovery. But I mean, to me, that seems like it's probably Hap. He he seems like the most obvious, um, the obvious candidate for that mm-hmm. for that role. So what does that mean? Uh, I mean, is it? I I I guess by the end of this episode, it's another way to travel. That's what it seems like the implication is here that that he he is. He finds a way to kind of mechanically and and organize in an organized fashion travel as he wishes based on what happens between him and Elodie. Um and then they t- the, the the trees tell Prairie that he will use this to destroy your faith in yourself, so you will need him to survive. I don't have any idea what that means. Um, I. I, I can't even begin to unpack that, to, to, to be honest. But it sounds bad. It sounds like <laughs> yes, Hap's, it it sounds like Hap's going to do something to Prairie. Um, and then we get these idea, this idea of forming a tribe, which is something that we've had multiple times from Prairie herself, particularly in the first season. Less so, less so in this one, I think. Um, and that, that's an interesting idea to return to because I feel like they've kind of um, they've left this idea that Prairie needs others with her mm-hmm. in order to achieve her mission, uh, whatever whatever that is. Um, 
and I think maybe this is trying to sort of remind us that she is, even though she's got Kareem with her now, she's incredibly isolated um, and incredibly vulnerable um, here. Um, and then, yeah, following on from from this idea that you need to form a tribe in order to protect the canopy of the forest, um, the the trees inform her that they are they are already coming for you, which surely refers to the boys and BBA. Uh, that that's got to be that's got to be referring to the cavalry. Could be, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I think the last thing they say here is uh, Nina is the key, presumably because Nina herself is a medium, so she can she has that kind of link to the natural world. Um, and that makes me I think, think that if Prairie was to travel to another universe, it'd be interesting to see, like, does she leave Nina behind, or does she take Nina with her? So will that power only be for this universe, you know? Yeah, that that was my read of it, is that she needs this Nina in order to speak to speak to the, 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 the trees and the wind and like the natural world. Um because the other bodies she inhabits, like like prairies, for instance, mm-hmm. aren't mediums. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, that's I mean the, and that itself opens so many potential avenues for for you know, plots and character arcs. Because if, if every single per- version of herself that she inhabits potentially has Essentially, what is a superpower that allows yeah. her to to interact with the universe in a different way? There's there's just so much they could have done with that. Um, mm-hmm. Which yeah, made made me made me sad that it was like oh, I would have liked to have seen other versions of Prairie that maybe could do other things because you can kind of see them sliding the gloves off and getting ready to go really nuts <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with with this here. Um, but yeah, that this and and. The way this entire scene is shot, the fact that she's kind of like cradled in these roots, but she's just like hovering over an abyss and they're kind of snaking their way around her. It's unsettling, but at the same time, you feel that she's kind of safe. Uh, it's just, yeah, phenomenal scene. Yeah, it's great. And I also like the, the pulsing uh, bright lights moving between the trees. Yeah. and It's just yeah. it's lovely. It's lovely. Uh, okay, awesome. So we'll see later in the season if anything from here grows, no pun intended, um, or whether or not this... Um, this is going to be something that will be forever a question in our minds. Um, I hope not. I hope there's something about <laughs> about, about this. Although I will yeah. say, obviously we're going to talk about it more at the end of the season, but uh, Zal Butmunglish was asked recently um, in like a Instagram uh, question and answer thing, I think, do you see a point at a time whenever the OA could actually be continue? And he, he categorically said that he does. So, well. Oh, okay. Nice. Well, I mean, Netflix have a reputation of being a little having a little bit of a hair trigger when it comes to cancelling stuff and then enough fans going going hey fuck you this is really good stop mm-hmm. cancelling stuff um and uh, and then the, them walking back their position so i think the the big example is brooklyn 99 where they're like this is actually i don't know if that's a netflix show maybe it was another it was another network that cancelled mm-hmm. it and netflix picked up the 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 the, the rights to to produce it but uh, hopefully the the fans of this can make their voices heard and they can decide to 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 you know carry it on because you know the, the clock is kind of ticking and i i believe i think one of our listeners said in the comments last week that or maybe it was you i can't remember but someone said because I, I remember reading it and being like oh that's interesting that like netflix's business model is essentially predicated on yeah. this idea that you get more someone listeners or you get more subscribers by introducing new shows than you do by doing new seasons of existing shows which is i've said that I'm on sure the podcast before but someone did say it in the comments last week as well 
Yeah. Um, Which is, yeah, I'm sure that's true, but it's also just like, oh, that's so cynical. Yeah, yeah. Just never finish a story arc and just do new stuff all the time. Well, that that was basically the uh, the whole thing about the European Super League football thing. Because they, they wanted, like, they, they don't like the legacy fans. They want new people coming to the stadium every every week because then they'll buy a new shirt. You know, they'll they get more yeah. money with new people, not the same people all the time. So... Yeah, it's uh, yeah. That's a it's a good analogy. It reminds me of like eighties uh, cartoons. Actually, um, like I remember there was a Dungeons and Dragons cartoon where a bunch of kids got like transported into the world of Dungeons and Dragons, and and they just it, it was one of those cartoons that they just made until it wasn't popular and then yeah. ended it. And, and like and it was just it just ended with them stuck in the world of Dungeons and Dragons. Oh. And I, remember, I remember being like, "What is that? This isn't. You can't do this to like an eight year old. This yeah. is not like you have to resolve this narrative arc. How dare you?" Um, that's crazy. so we're back to that now. Yeah, they could have at least made one more episode, like, just get them out. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so, uh, next up, Kareem taps the little window on the mini uh, rose window. Water yeah. starts coming out. Um, yeah. I, I don't know what to make of that as a, as a symbol. The water coming out of the rose window. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. That that's that's. I mean, it feels like a kind of... I guess it's like it's showing that there's like a flow of something out of the house into something else, mm. but yeah, the, the 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 metaphor here, if there is one, is kind of lost on me. Yeah, it's cool. Isn't it? It's cool. It is cool. It um, is cool. Yeah. He goes through a door, and then he uh, goes out into a field or like mm. a where there's a little like holes dug, reminded me of uh, holes with uh, Shia LaBeouf, and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Madame Zaroni up the mountain. Anyway, uh, so he's going through. All these people start grabbing him, and like these, as if these are like a lot lost souls to the house, you know? Yeah. So I think uh, to me, uh, they, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but they look like there are a lot of tr- dead tree stumps. Yeah, it sort of looks like well. the, like the place where trees were, or yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so to me, this is these are like the lost souls of people who have. Bit fa- either failed to traverse the rose window or have otherwise been kind of consumed by any like kind of the the I don't even know what you call it just this like kind of abstract sense of of energy that this yeah. house has. I'd like I mean it's kind of confirmed by what we see with uh, Zendaya's character in the in the following scene. Um, yeah, like the, the, this this house has an ability to kind of sap sap the energy of 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 the people who are attempting to traverse it, and yeah, to me these are the ghosts. But again, like really really creepy, um, and I was really fearful for Kareem here. I, I was like, okay, you've shown us with with Prairie's character what looks like someone who is worthy and is successfully traversing mm-hmm. the rose window. Kareem is experiencing something different, therefore he is unworthy and therefore he's going to get trapped forever so i was kind of watching all of this with like oh shit don't kill kareem like he seems he seems like a good guy um and yeah very very unsettling uh and yeah then he ends up in a in a different room where ends weird up in stuff. a mirror, mirror room i've actually been ends up in a david lynch movie i've actually been in i can't remember where it was disneyland maybe i can't remember exactly where it was but i've been in like a little maze or maybe maybe the london dungeons or something like that well, like I've been in a maze of mirrors like this, and, and like it, and the idea is that you don't know which one's a mirror, which one's not. Um, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, so he finds Zendaya's character, and uh, she is aged, very old. Um, yeah. He he decides to get her out. He smashes the window, um, and then when he takes her out onto the street, it's raining, 
uh, and uh, maybe not sorry, actually, but she gets splashed by a car uh, going yeah, by. Yeah. Um, and sh- she then turns back to being young, and a seed grows out of her ear. Yeah. So I, I think first off, props to whoever did the makeup on Old Zendaya. I want to say that because sometimes when you make up a young person to look old, it can look ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and I didn't feel that was the case with Zendaya at all here. I thought she looked really, really convincing um, as as an old lady. Um, it's also awesome. And I remember you asking me this question back in like the first episode of what I thought the room that he peeks into when they were looking for Michelle um, in the house might be. Yeah. And I... I, 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 I love the idea that this room has kind of always been sat there like he was within you know within a a hand of of finding this room and just didn't 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 like hadn't hadn't done the the the, the sort of prerequisites um checks to actually get to this part of the house yeah um but uh I, yeah i love that it's there um and and you know this is a a fairly good indication of what the house does to you, you know. It's it's, it's kind of draining Zendaya here, mm-hmm. um, and then he then he saves her. But to me, like the seed coming out of her ear, to me implies that she will never be able to let this go. Uh, she has begun the process of being awakened. With you know, the the, the seed seems to me to to uh, reflect. An awakening in all the people who we've seen it in. Uh, mm. Admittedly, that's only Rachel and Zendaya's character at the moment, but um, and the pink hair sh- uh Oh yeah, sorry, and the and the uh, and the pink hair. But, he, but I, I think that. he was dead by the time his seed came out. Yeah, but to me, that that implies, you know, the kernel of knowledge and a pursuit of truth mm. that will always draw people back to this. Uh, so. In a way, I, I felt quite sad in this scene because although he has saved Zendaya this time, uh, I don't think she will be able to let it go. And I think she's going to come back to this and she will ultimately be consumed by the house given that she was very close to already being consumed by it at the time uh, that, that, that Kareem found her. Interesting. So like, she maybe won't even be like... Um thankful that, that he saved her. Maybe she viewed like that she was she's still doing the job, you know what I mean? Yeah, even though it was clearly killing her, it, it like I, I think she'll be a bit like I was fine, yeah. like I, I was doing, I was doing fine. Like you were ninety years old, like something. <laughs> yeah. What would have happened actually? Would you eventually turn into a skeleton or something? And then like when you oh, take her out, yeah. skin grows back and everything. Yeah, it would have been like uh, the, she, well, she'd have like to go the, to the skin vendor. Yeah, yeah she'd skins, pop to the skin vendor. It would be like, talking talk about um, the Last Crusade. It would be like the reverse of that scene where the guy drinks from the wrong wrong cup in the Last Crusade, where like they turn from a skeleton into just a full person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The opposite. They'll just play, they'll actually just take yeah. that stock footage and play it in reverse. <laughs> yeah, just just like for for one scene, she turns into Julian Glover, and then she's back to being Zendaya again. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, so last scene now. Um, mm. We get. What, what you could possibly call the payoff of Hap continually using the term technology of movement. Um, yeah, oh, got, mm, got some thoughts on that. Yeah. <laughs> also, I titled my notes for this, Elodie Screws Hap, which I thought was quite funny. Oh, lovely, yes. <laughs> based on based on what happens in based on what happens in the scene. That is well, a true double happens. entendre. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm very proud of that. So, she lays them out. Um, I know she laid yeah. them out in a way that for the camera to see the five of them, but for me, I'm always like, yeah, but 
it's not in a circle around you. It doesn't need to be, obviously. But in my head, I'm, yeah. I'm like, it looks cool on camera, but I would like to see them in a circle. Um, or yeah. a pentagon, I suppose. But anyway, so she puts these little cubes out, and then they all pop up, and I, the music as well, like, it was real, like, it was like a song that they would end an episode of Smallville with. It was like, yeah, I'm yeah. a theater, you know, like, real, like, <laughs> yeah. real, like, Americana. And these little, yeah, these little machines start, like, I I fucking burst out laughing when the machine. I was like, "What are we? Is this fucking Wally? Like, what are we watching here? Like these adorable little robot cubes doing the move." And like, I I I I thought, you know, when, so first she puts the cubes out, and then they they do something which I love. Big fan of when cubes do this, go up onto their points. Yeah, yeah. That's like that's classic. We're in we're in sci-fi territory now. Uh, stuff there, it, it, like just cube physics doesn't make sense why it's on its point. Yeah, but that but that happens. I was like, that's great, all aboard with that. And then they turn into what I described as like you know the little um like campfires you get with like a gas canister underneath, and then the little kind of like holder where you put like a tin of beans yeah, or like yeah. a saucepan. They look they look like that when they when they kind of transform into something with little arms. I was like, the hell are these things? And then they started moving, and I could not stop laughing. <laughs> They're so adorable. <laughs> They are adorable. They are very, very adorable. I, I couldn't. If this is what if this is what traveling requires, I'm all for it. And they they're gonna turn up in the in the Wally dimension at some point, and everyone's gonna be animated, uh, and it's gonna be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so this these little things, their own little fingers and all, and like the sounds as well. They make all the same sounds that they make yeah. when it like you know yeah it's you know. so so good yeah so, the little fingers doing that <laughs> like, yeah. it's so good so here's my question to you which maybe is like in, in the heat of the moment and how funny they were in a like funny in, in an endearing way in, yeah. in all in all of this moment right here's a question for you that maybe you didn't think of <clears throat> if she's traveling from another dimension with just her consciousness where the fuck did these come from yeah, I did think about that. I I feel like she must acquire them when she travels. Like, so there must be <clears throat> there must be somewhere or some way for her to get these in dimension yeah. because she's not bringing them with her. Um, yeah, and they're very. So the interesting thing about them as well is is obviously like the physics of the the cubes kind of standing up on their points is quite alien. But the actual mechanics of little robots doing the movements is 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 quite. Um, I don't want to say mundane because obviously they're incredibly complicated. But the idea of it being like robots or mechanical is, is very different to what we've what the show has done before. Yeah, and I think it, it, it's 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 quite telling that that Prairie, it, while Prairie is experiencing this very naturalistic um, exposure to whatever else is out there through mm-hmm. trees and the wind and water yeah. um Elodie is exposing Hap to essentially the polar opposite in something that's cold and mechanical um and the fact that they are mechanical makes me think maybe it's something that uh, that Curie will eventually arrive at creating you know if, when you think of um tech billionaires who study sleep um and and like are looking for patterns in 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 people's dreams it's not outside the realm of possibility that they at some point in the future have arrived at uh at, at the, the the production of these things how she's got them in this world though i'm not sure um well, my mind my mind go- goes to there maybe is there's maybe there's like there's certain dimensions which have which have like a, a sort of a, a base 
for, for travelers you know there might be a whole yeah, world of travelers which we don't know i will say as well like it's interesting like you're saying it's very mechanical it's away from the nature they do keep a little bit like i agree with you and i think it's it's sort of they've boiled it down to the simplest form of what it can be because i think she talks about like the the feeling after they've had sex the feeling that this this is the feeling this is the will this is what i have to use so yeah the feeling is still there the idea of needing the feeling is still there but it is completely in the person who's traveling whereas it's implied uh in the in the, in the human form of the, the movements that the people doing the movements have to be done with perfect feeling yeah that might just yeah. have been a, a misunderstanding on prairie's part or it could be that um the perfect feeling gives you the, a bit of the will to to the person who's going to travel I'm not yeah, quite sure. I think I, I think it could just be different interpretations of essentially the same end result. Um, yeah. I think that's probably the way I read that. The, the other thing I find interesting about this is, like, you know, when when Hap explained that he travelled um, in the in the previous episode, Hap explained to Elodie that he he travelled via the movements, and she kind of laughed at him as if he was like some country bumpkin who yeah. you know had just discovered how to drive or something. But, I mean, that is essentially how Elodie is travelling here as well. <laughs> yeah. She just has little robot helpers to do it. Yeah. Which is a bit like, who the, who the fuck are you talking to? Like, looking down your nose at me? <laughs> like, just because you've got some robots. It's just like uh, someone driving by with a combine harvester. Like, someone, someone's just, like, picking it by hand. That's how you do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're still doing the same job. Just yeah, you're still effectively doing... Yeah, you're just doing the same thing. Like, but, yeah, so I was, I was a little bit surprised by that. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think it's... I wonder if we'll see Elodie again after this. I'm I'm very I'm very curious to see what 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 what's in store for her for her character um, and and for Hap as well. I think I, I had um coming out of this 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 scene. So I I um I suspect that Hap, based on what has been told to Prairie as well, that that um that Hap is going to essentially destroy her faith in herself. I don't think Hap is going to be caught by the police here, and I think he's instead going to use these newfound traveling machines to go somewhere else um i'm not sure where that is but i i don't think hap's getting his comeuppance just yet mm. another question is where are they because there's like there's like a load of books piled up around the side mm. like is is this hap's place is this her place i, I think it's got to be her place it doesn't yeah. look like it doesn't look like hap's place to me um so like the amount of the amount of stuff that's in this room do you think that this is the 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 Elodie the that was already in the body's house, or do you think that this this person has actually spent a bit of time in this dimension and possibly is going to come back to this dimension, having used the whole idea of like herself being her other self being revived by the paramedics? What do you what do you think? I think mm, I don't think she's been here that long because I don't think she would have just waited to speak to Hap. Um. I can't see any reason why she would delay in contacting Hap. Um, so to me, she spoke to him as soon as she got here, which was, I guess, in 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 the chronology of the last couple of episodes, maybe a couple of days ago. Yeah. Um, so I think this is this is the apartment of um, the, the the person whose body she has inhabited, um, and she I, I, she may well come back here. But yeah, I, I think that's my read of it. Cause I don't think she's had time to to set up. This little, this little den. Okay, awesome. Uh, right, uh, do you want to get into the, the roundup then? Yeah, let's do it. IMDB rating. 8.9. So what was last week's? 9 point something. 
Uh, nine nine yeah. Yeah, I'd probably say. <coughs> excuse me, I think we're splitting hairs a bit. I'd probably say it's a little bit lower than that, mm. but I still think it's high eights. I, it was a really good episode. Um, there was a lot of great stuff. Great stuff in this. Um, I don't think it had the kind of narrative high points in ter- um, terms of internal arcs that the last episode did with you know Kareem coming and rescuing um rescuing prairie and then them rushing off into the tunnel uh but but in terms of like what it explored uh still really really compelling and really really interesting stuff okay awesome uh what about um any theories coming out of this one um so so I well I'll, I'll I'll mention them again briefly because I don't know if I've really kind of explicitly said their theory. So I think we'll meet the the engineer in the medium. Um, okay. Hap's going to discover another way to travel via Elodie. I think that's kind of already been essentially already been confirmed. Although that was one of those ones that I wrote down while the tree was telling uh, Prairie this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the boys and BBA are going to reunite with Prairie this season, though I've got no idea how that's happening at the moment. Um, and I don't think Hap's getting caught by the police and is instead going to going to employ his uh, his new cube friends to. Uh... Okay, so uh, well, if there's no extra little theories going on, then do you want to uh, just get straight into the questions then? Yeah, let's do it. A stranger from the outside. A few questions for you uh, this week, Conrad. First, we'll go to Ted, Vic Disco, and uh, he says... By the way, guys, on this uh, video, if you want to give questions, or to adpodmail.gmail.com, send them there. Uh, Conrad, what do you think that the old woman meant when she said, I have skin, all textures, all shades? I mean... I think she meant it very literally. Like she, yeah, <laughs> she's she got a, she's got she got a room full of of bodies for people to to lick on. Um, she must have the, the muscle too, because like all the mu- like the muscles of the of of the guy's uh, chest at all. Like, just she doesn't have a perfectly, you know, formed foam thing underneath. Like they must have the muscle in there too. Yeah, yeah, I, I, but I mean, I think. Personally, I didn't, uh, as we said at the beginning, I didn't interpret it that literally. I think it's Homer's pursuit of Prairie, or original Homer's pursuit of Prairie surfacing in San Francisco, Homer's subconsciousness through a dream. Kind of like what we saw with with, uh, Prairie um, finding the Sleeping Beauty um, box with with Nina in it, in one of her dreams. Um, The woman selling skin... I don't know that. Yeah, the fact there is a character there who is kind of actually selling it does seem important to me. That seems like a choice because you really could have had that same scene with with Homer just stumbling on the house yeah. and the skins. Um, if it were just about his his kind of pursuit of, uh, oh, maybe you couldn't. I don't know. It would have been difficult. But I don't. I don't take it literally. I, I think it, th- this this is just about him finding mm-hmm. him finding his prairie. Um, somehow and this this woman is facilitating that and kind of planting the seed that there will be some kind of trade um in homer's future to achieve this yeah okay cool i th- I think I, I agree with you uh okay so number two from uh, ted says what do you think that elodie knows about hap's activities in the origin world origin world uh seems that she does <laughs> yeah. uh seeing as uh she looked at him strangely when they went to the he went to the bathroom as if she knew he was going to come out with a syringe and drug her yeah, I think she does. I think she knows pretty much everything that Hap has done, and is. And she seems to know what he's going to do as well. Um, although maybe not. Like we we've had that discussion about how maybe she was just phoning the police because 
um, she knew she was traveling and was going to leave a body behind. Um, but I, I don't get the impression at all. I, th- I think that's one of the reasons why I like this dynamic so much mm. because Hap views her as just as vulnerable as Prairie and the others that he's kidnapped, and she clearly isn't. Uh, she's clearly playing him essentially. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, that's why I hope she comes back because if anyone if anyone can give Hap what for, it seems like it's probably Elodie. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Uh, awesome. Okay, next up. When you saw those puzzle boxes on the floor and they opened up, what was your first reaction? Uh, did chains and hooks with and a certain guy with pins in his head come to mind? <laughs> so, Big Disco can be relied upon to um, tap into my love of incredibly gory horror movies there. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess they did. It did have a bit of a Hellraiser thing about it. Um, I don't think I imagined her being like torn into chunks in front of us that would have been a that would have been a tonal shift for the oa just like <laughs> and now the cenobites are here and they're going to destroy elodie and reform her out of glistening meat in the traveler dimension um i think my, my honestly my first thought was those are like little campfires and then and then it went to oh this these things are adorable little wally animations um but uh you, listen if there's an infinite number of dimensions in the multiverse then Hellraiser's in one of them, yeah. so maybe we'll run into maybe we'll run into the Cenobites later. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, okay, Bill Ross says for both of you, uh, is it the pure intent of will or just mindless mechanical movements that allows interdimensional travel? They kind of threw the whole five acting as one with perfect attention right out the window in the in this mushroom trip of a season. Yeah, I mean they did to a certain extent i i think that like she talks openly about whether whether the fuel yeah, to travel yeah, exactly. is coming from like the 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 afterglow of sex or whatever it is that she's she's using to um to fuel her um her ability to travel and the movements are obviously done mechanically by the little robo cube things um i, I still yeah. i still think we like the the, the 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 fact she's mentioned it twice makes it seem very explicit to me that fuel and this sense of will is still very important um mm-hmm. it's just not as it's not the be all and end all that it was in the first season yeah i i, I personally my mind equate it to star wars and like the idea of the force um yeah. and then as you sort of tear open that idea and start thinking about like what is it how does it work you know you, you get to the point where you add in the idea of midi-chlorians and uh yeah. Do, you know, obviously in Star Wars, most people didn't like that, uh, and it was sort of a a bit too, you know, they, they didn't like the explanation of what the Force was. Yeah, I I view that analogous to this. However, with the OA, I am going with it. Like I do, I like the fact that some people have like boiled down the components of movement to the point where it is very cold and very calculated, mm. and it's not as uh, we were talking about before, like the nature, the, the naturalistic view that Perry takes to it. I yeah. like that there are these two different sort of com- competing uh, sides. Uh, not necessarily competing sides, but it sort of is putting it across that way at the minute where we have these mechanical ones. Yeah, there. they're like tonally, tonally quite different. And, uh, and, and, and I absolutely agree. Like, I think the more ways that they show you to travel, the broader the scope of the show becomes. And I think, I, I, I guess if I were going to offer a constructive criticism of how broad they have made it now, is that I could see this show beginning to kind of like creak under the weight of its own ambitions because the, the more and more uh, like multi-dimension stuff they're, inter- they're introducing, the harder it's going to be to make all of it satisfying. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a way, it's almost 
it's almost a good thing that there aren't any other seasons because it, it's kind of like an, an unfinished story just of, of, of with this kind of scope allows us to um allows our imaginations to go crazy about what else could be out there um mm. so i think you know we've got these two very distinct methods of traversing the multiverse i guess and um it, it begs the question what else is out there which i really enjoy i i think it's it's really important to uh to the show's sense of scale to to have all these sort of competing views of how how it's done yeah and it's really interesting the idea um of like the midi chlorians i was talking about there because yeah. the idea is that i can imagine just in a very very sort of not 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 fully analogous way but I can imagine, like, if they did in 10 years' time, say, make season three and they got to make it, I could imagine a, a lot of people would maybe not like it because they've had 10 years to think about what it could be. Uh, yeah. And that's yeah. sort of, may, well, maybe not, maybe it's small enough that that wouldn't happen, but a lot, of, a lot of time, like, people's expectations for things ruin their experience of when it comes out. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely true. Don't ever anticipate anything positively <laughs> that's, my, that's my philosophy exactly okay last one from eric it's not really a question but just a fun fact that eric wanted to share with us uh okay. the tunnels they go through at the beginning of the episode five are accurate in shape and size for the time period we are told uh we're told it was built but no lights minus the lights uh that were hanging yeah. in there uh he, uh he said i've worked in inverted egg-shaped sewers like that under san francisco that were built around the turn of the 20th century oh wow that's really cool so I guess, what's the? I, I'd be fascinated to know what the reasoning is for the shaping of those. Then, but um, yeah, that's awesome that they that they did the clearly did the research on that to uh, make make the make the tunnel the right shape and then kind of built it into the the the, the narrative of of their um, of their second season. Yeah, really cool. Right, guys, uh, yeah. that's us for this week. We are going to uh, mosey on down the road here. Thanks very much for for coming, Connor. Any final thoughts? Um, just I I I feel like BBA has got to turn up at some point, and I'm just waiting for it to happen. Uh, so look out for anyone watching TV in the next episode because BBA is 100% falling through that screen. Oh yeah, we're due to go back to uh, the Crestwood Five, aren't we? We're due to go back yeah. to them at some point. Uh, all right, guys, thanks very much. If you want to subscribe to the channel Culture Cave uh, on YouTube, if you want to subscribe our podcasting apps hit the subscribe button there. Give us a five-star review. We'd be very much uh, appreciative. Thank you to the people who already have. If you want to buy a t-shirt, link in the description. If you want to donate the podcast, link in the description. If you would like to join the Discord, link in the description. If you want to ask Conrad a question, comment underneath or send us an email at adpodmail at gmail.com. I think that's all we've got to say. So thank you. Apart from that, goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. The After Dark Podcast has been a Culture Cave production. Please subscribe on audio apps as well as on YouTube at The Culture Cave. Join us next week as Conrad journeys further into the unknown.